Hello and welcome to Recruiting and Hospitality from Caterer.com. I'm Lance Lotnarayan and in each programme we'll be inviting top names from the hospitality industry to discuss issues concerning employers. We'll be talking recruitment, development and retention and also about matters that affect you and your teams. Now in this programme we'll be looking at the changing face of recruitment in the hospitality sector. We'll be examining fresh approaches and innovations that are happening across the sector and new solutions to recruitment challenges. We're also going to be looking at the launch of Hire, a new and exciting recruitment information network. And my guests today are the founders of Hire, and I'll let them introduce themselves to you now. Hi, I'm Natasha Nagra, and I'm a talent resourcing manager for Q Green Hotels, so 55 hotels across the UK, Marriott, Hilton, Holiday Inn. I'm Ollie from Honest Burgers. I'm head of talent management. Um, we are more London central. Um, we've got 38 restaurants um, and a food van for pop-ups. Hi, I'm Chad from Bopar and Restaurant Group. Most people haven't heard of Bopar and Restaurant Group, but we've got uh, four brands. So we've got Giraffe, Ez Easy Diner, Fishworks and Slim Chickens. Thanks very much for joining me today. It's great to have you. Can I begin, Natasha, with you, or, or please feel free to, to join in. Uh, what trends have you seen emerging over the last couple of years in hospitality recruitment? Have you seen things change and move on? Um, I definitely think that recruitment has started to be seen as far more strategic within hospitality. And I think people have always been the key differentiator within our industry. But I think with the, the fact that it's more of a candidate-driven market and it, there's increased competition for talent, I think the EVP and employer brand has taken much more importance as, and has been seen to be much more of a competitive advantage for businesses. Um, and I think one of the things I've seen change is that where historically an EVP has largely been centred around like a one-size-fits-all approach, because we're seeing change in demographics in the workplace, it's multi-generational, we're starting to see more of a personalised, um, I guess, candidate-focused um, sort of EVP, um, an employee brand, whereby we're seeing different career pathways, um, personalised benefits to individuals as well. I think that's one of the big shifts that we've seen um, and big focuses. Um, I think tech has also enabled us to to use different methods to, to, to be able to recruit. So... I think um, back in the day, it was purely done kind of on experience and where you've worked previously. And if that uh, brand or company that you've worked for um, would basically ge generalise you, essentially. But now it's a lot more on behaviour um, and what you can bring to the to the companies rather than the skills. Yeah, which absolutely should be in our industry, right? Like the people focus skills rather than predetermined more than ever, yeah. where they've worked before. And mm, but also with tech, kind of taken over I think it's really important to keep that human approach so it's how they're how they're both mirrored with each other um, and I think that's a big focus for for a lot of companies brilliant we'll come back to that a bit later yeah, on sure. as well yeah yeah no absolutely I think uh, the focus on the person you know hospitality is all about people at the end of the day um, and what you can bring to the table from your personality and individuality point of view so I think aside from what's going on in the assessment bit we're also seeing a focus in terms of how we look after the people in the business is better once they join us. We have a really big issue, certainly at team member level, in terms of 90-day turnover. That's probably where the highest amount of turnover is from a new employee point of view. So businesses are trying to look at how we engage and retain the staff once they're on board. Um, and some of that comes down to being more personal. So, you know, we're seeing the rise of family-friendly shifts. So for those people with parents that maybe want to do the lunchtime shifts so they can do either, either side drop-off, um, 
yeah, the development plans and just really taking more of a focus on the person as an individual rather than just on the mass. Yeah, I think companies are more aware as well how much it does cost to to lose a hire. Um, so, you know, internal progression is is huge, as as Chad said. So um, it's so important that you're, you're recruiting the external candidates in um, who are successful in the business because of the cost, if it doesn't work out for any reason. Do you think that some of the recruiting methods employed across the industry, I mean, in the past and even currently, could be detrimental in the or have been detrimental in the long run. That they've got knock-on effects. Have you do you get that impression? I have all? a real bad pet peeve about people that have got like these really shiny and bright uh, like employer branding videos that are just such a non-reality to what the the reality is like when you go to workplaces. And you see a lot of that. And I think actually what it should be is real to what the organisation is, and not necessarily it's not you're not going to attract everybody. That's the idea behind it. But I think, I think it's right though. What Natasha says is. It's so important that that video and the and the careers page. It's really important, um, you know, to have to make it actually. This is the real life of the company. Um, what what you expect. There's no point putting a video on if actually that's not real um, reality when you get into the business. It's about just being real and making sure that people understand it because I think people so who are new into hospitality didn't necessarily know how hard it is as a job. Um, so once they come in, they see the shiny new video, looks great, looks like loads of fun. And then they realize they're working 10 hour shifts and then they're on their feet for pretty much all of that. Then they think, actually, maybe this isn't for me. So I think if you can give them that realistic job view through the recruitment process, they can either count themselves in or out. Um, I also think as well, like traditionally recruitment within our industry has been largely reactive. So you pick up the vacancies and you go and outsource. And then I just think that has become so outdated, particularly as it is a candidate short market. And I think... Um, you know, that in itself, we're starting to see a real shift towards people building communities of talent in advance of needs. And I think that'll be something that we start to definitely see much more of as we move forward. So what do you think needs to change then? What ideas have you got? I think one of the things that I absolutely love at the moment is as things have become more difficult, you've started to see organisations start to pull together. So there's a lot of focus at the moment on recruiting within underrepresented groups. So ex-offenders, um, ex-military personnel, um, um, young people that have got neurodivergent characteristics, which is all really perfect for recruiting within our industry. But everybody's kind of collectively pulling together to do that. Um, similarly, with uh, the young people that don't necessarily see a career in hospitality as a, a career that they want to go into. I love seeing that all organisations are kind of coming together to change that misconception. I think that's something that we really need to continue to focus on because, um, yeah, it's a Everyone's huge kind pool. of adapting and and there's there's different talent, talent pools available now. Um, and, you know, obviously um, apprenticeships are available and people can obviously, there's, there's more awareness of the opportunities within hospitality which is why those talent pools actually become have, have become bigger to select from. I think we're also having to, though, as well. Obviously, everybody knows about the labour shortage that we've got going on at the moment, so we're just having to be a bit more creative and a bit more um, divergent in the, in the talent pools that we consider. So, you know, we don't have the same amount of candidates to choose from anymore, so it's about attracting people into the industry. And as, as I mentioned earlier, like, it, it, hospitality is seen as a bit of a stopgap part-time job while people do at uni or college or maybe they fall into it and then end up making a career but I think what people don't necessarily know is that you can have pretty much any type of job that's in any other business whether it's finance accounting marketing um, you know you name it you can do it within hospitality it's not always about being on the shop floor and it's still probably one of the few industries where you can go from bartender to CEO and 
and kind of run your own business in a relatively short space of time. I guess that's one of you know what we're trying to achieve from from higher as well is to to celebrate those you know the career opportunities and actually what the what experience you can get along the way from bartender all the way up to area manager for example. Um, I think it could potentially be a bit of an old way of thinking that it is a stopgap and actually the opportunities um, to make a career in hospitality um, are becoming a lot more alive. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, that this you know, 70 hour of the week um, lifestyle anymore. It can be just a, a job where you can have that work-life balance. And that's what we're trying to get out for the younger generation coming through now um, about those opportunities. Why do you think there's a need for an initiative like Hire? What's its, what's its purpose? Well, this has kind of been bubbling under the surface for a little while. Um, it's what Natasha mentioned earlier about kind of hospitality people kind of coming together and, and building communities. And it's exactly the same with in-house people. Um, so probably two, three years ago, um, Ollie started a kind of initiative just to get in-house recruiters together. Um, so started off quite small. We used to meet up in a, in a, in a restaurant for an hour, talk shop about particular topics and kind of share ideas. And it kind of really brought, brought to everyone's mind that actually we're all quite siloed in our businesses, but we're all very much going through the same pains and struggles um, and facing the same challenges. Um, so actually being able to share with people who get what you're going through um, was really quite refreshing. And then more and more people started coming along. Uh, we would rotate kind of which restaurant would host. And we did it every few months. Um, and that kind of built for... It was a couple of years, wasn't it? Um, and then it got to the point where we just thought, there's real interest here um, from people sharing and getting together, networking, and, and kind of also making friends. I've got some great friends in the industry now off the back of these meetups, which kind of, again, is what hospitality is about, um, you know, making friends and, and building those relationships. So um, I've got loads of people now that I can call on if I need a hand or a favor, and it's, it's great. So we just thought, let's try and make this into something a bit more. Um, we did an event in... Honest in Hoban a few months mm. back, which was around well-being. Yeah. Um, and that was where we first shook it up a little bit. We got three speakers in, um, someone from Hospitality Action, someone from DWP, and someone from a health tech startup. Um, and there's probably about 20 or 30 people there, wasn't there? And then, yeah. um, and then it was a bit more of an interactive session in that, but with speakers. So different to what we've done before, but the feedback was great. So we thought, okay, this could be really good. Um, maybe we could do something bigger. And then... It was, I think, back in September, October. Um, Natasha put a post after winning her latest award at the caterer.com People Awards, um, just about there being a need to share in in the uh, in the hospitality industry between between recruiters and people in the HR profession. Um, so, with Natasha being in hotel, she wasn't necessarily a part of what we've been doing over the last um, over the last couple of years. So, I reached out to Natasha on LinkedIn. I just said, hey. We've kind of been doing something like this in restaurants. Maybe we can combine forces, uh, bring hotels and everything into it. And then the rest is kind of history from there, really. I think our method is that, you know, we, this is our day job. Um, we're not an events company. This is our day job and we're setting it up for um, a new community to get together and, and learn together because there's so much change happening and, and more change to come. Um, we want everyone to get together to uh, explore it and and try it. You know, when you're if you're a recruiter or a trainer or you know a uh, ER specialist, you generally day to day you can be uh, a bit solo or you might have a very small team. 
So it's good to get feedback and it's good to understand what other people are trying, what methods may may, may work for your, organi- your organization and some that may not, you know. So hotels, bars and restaurants, some are very, very different. Um, so that's that's the idea about it is, you know, we are, we're staying on our day jobs um, and we just want to build a community where we can share ideas um, together. I think there was a lot of events that were out there that really focused on some of the negativity in the industry, mm. Brexit all the time, like, you know, skill shortages that have been going on forever. And I just think rather than dwelling on those um, and creating something that was the same, we wanted to move away from that. And actually, we do some really great stuff internally in recruitment across the industry. But people kind of, as you say, like are existing in silos somewhat. But act- actually, if we're going to really change um, the way that we're recruiting and bringing people into our industry, we need to do that together. Well, how do you how do you want to do this? Because, you know, I've been reading through your content and uh, it's, you know, it's fresh and it, it is exciting and you, it does work on, on that on that level. And you use the word rebellion. But how do you guys want to change recruitment thinking? Rebellion means positive change and trying something new. It shouldn't be seen as negativity. Um, it is pure positivity. Um, and that's what we're um, aiming for. Um, I think what we've seen over, over the years is if you fall behind with recruitment trends, um, it's quite hard to, to catch up. So I think the rebellion is let's try new ideas together um, with a positive approach and, and tackle the challenges that Natasha just said, um, that way. We're not necessarily saying that we have the answers to the problems mm. and that's not what hire is about. It is about the community feel of it and bringing people together to share that best practice because, um, as I said, it's we want to learn too. We're in this job as well, so we want to learn what other people are doing and that's what it's all about for us. It's just about harnessing the knowledge and experience of people in the industry, but, like I say, moving away from the focus on the challenges that we're facing and just focusing on the good stuff, you know, whether that's more socially responsible recruitment, whether it's new ways of assessment or just great ideas that other businesses have had. The only way we're going to find out about them is if we all get together and kind of talk about it. So, um, but we also kind of wanted to tie that in with fun events um, and, and get togethers. So things that are a little bit different to what we were used to going to um, and the type of event that we would want to go to as in-house recruiters. So it's kind of in-house events by in-house people for in-house people. Well, your recent um, event, which we're very happy to sponsor, by the way, uh, was a big success. Yeah, how was it? How important was it to get the content right and to get the conversation out to a wider audience? Do you want to tell that one, Natasha? Yeah, I think um, the content was the easy part for us. Essentially, we how, are... did you, how did you how did you sit down and come up with it? We are people that are doing the job day in, day out. So ultimately, what are the things, what are the pressing things that we want to upskill ourselves on together? So um, the content and the format uh, and the way it was set up was actually the really easy part. I think the more challenging part of uh, for us was about making sure that we really got that community feel right. Um, and so it was really important for us because we're not necessarily just trying to bring people from restaurants and bars, but the wider hospitality industry. So contract catering, hotels, where I'm from, fine dining, etc. It was really important for us to get the feel of the event right. So we wanted it to be really relaxed. We wanted people to be able to come and just be themselves. There's no false pretenses. People can just be real. And the, the event absolutely like encapsulated that perfectly. The speakers were really raw and unfiltered and they were honest. And, and I think that's what, is different about what hire brings. Who did you have? We had 
Well, I think initially when we were, when we were putting the content together, we knew that we wanted to to talk about culture and how big um, and important cult culture is. And actually, all the speakers we got, they brought a different um, angle to culture, and that was um, one of the amazing things. You know, we had, for example, Genius Voice, um, and no one had ever seen them before. And I think it was, it was their first demo in the UK. Yeah, first demo in the UK. So they came over. Tell, from tell us about tell us about that. What who, for people who don't know. Um, so you might have seen um, McDonald's are recently the first company to adopt voice technology um, to attract candidates and also to uh, assess them, to move them through the funnel essentially and check that they're appropriate for jobs. So the demo was really, really cool. So the guys um, using Google Home, um, basically um, the demo was all around encouraging a candidate who was on Spotify at a particular time um, and uh, an ad came up, obviously, through the unpaid Spotify, there's adverts, and encouraged the candidate saying, you know, we've got vacancies that are available to you within five miles. Would you be interested in hearing more? Um, and it just went through the process of that demo. And I think we will start to see more of that in the industry, not just as a, an application perspective, but to just for an example for me, uh, I get thousands of applications every month and it's I've got a really, really small team. So it's such a, a manual task of having to filter through candidates. So I think we'll really start to see an impact on um, using voice technology to be able to filter candidates through the funnel. It also ties into what we were saying earlier about neurodiverse talent as well, because it takes away that obstruction that some people have with, with reading and writing because you can do it through voice and language as well. So any language that Google can do, you can do it through that as well. It's a really interesting technology that we just wanted to showcase as a, well, we called it our innovation space, didn't we? So, yeah. yeah that's... Mm. We had some really cool other speakers as well. We yeah. had Marcel Kahn that came along, um, Google Dave, who's great, specialises in employer branding and EVP. Um, we had Steve Rocky as yeah, well. Yeah, Steve Rocky I thought was, was great because actually what he, his angle was the fact that, you know, he started as a recruiter um, you know, at the, so, at for, the, sorry again for that. I, I know who Steve Rocky is, yeah. but can you tell us? But yeah, so I mean, Steve. So he started in recruitment, um, and then he's worked his way up to HR director. So you know, some people in the audience who are, who are there um, probably actually want to have that sim similar similar journey. But sometimes um, there's always questions on how how do you do it, and what challenges um, there is to be able to get from recruitment into into HR, especially HR director. Um, but also what Steve did, he went from a casual dining restaurant company to um, luxury hotels. So he's had to adapt his methods of HR. And actually he brought it um, and he, he said it really well around um, how HR itself has changed from policies to, to culture of an organization. Um, so he's had to change his style from a startup um, all the way through to, to hotels. So I think, you know, people, the, the feedback from, from Steve was amazing. And he um, was just really raw as well, wasn't he? Yeah. That, there was a video of the pig, um, which is one of the one of the businesses he has, and no slides. So he was just on stage for 20 minutes just talking. Yeah. And people loved it. Yeah. It was great. What's the feedback been like uh, since, since your uh, event recently? The feedback's blown us away, to be fair. Um, you know, so we, we only met at the beginning of October. Um, and uh, it really just kind of snowballed from there. So it was kind of about six weeks from from meeting to to putting on the event, and it was it was just blew us away. And and everyone who's um, come back to us afterwards just said that they love the content, they love the speakers, they love the venue, and they felt like it was an event for them, which was exactly what we were trying to get. 
something I want to uh, a touch on. How do you define socially responsible recruitment? Uh, and how important will it be moving forward in the years to come? Um, I don't think it's years to come. I think it should have been years of being, yeah. um, really. You know, I think it's it's something I'm super passionate about. And we work closely with uh, a couple of charities at Honest Burgers. Um, and, and actually at that event, I asked um, a good friend of mine called Talisha to, um, to come along, uh, who... You know who is um, who's been working with one of those charities. So the charity supports um, ladies with convictions to get back into the workplace. What uh, Talisha has done through um, through through her journey is is followed her passion, which is poetry and spoken spoken voice. Um, and what she talks about is about the barriers that are still there um, in companies and. And actually, how companies say they uh, they are doing good things and um, promoting inclusion, but they're not actually doing it. Um, you know, they still hold barriers up uh, for for ex convicts. There's still you know questionnaires that they've, they've got to fill in, and automatically, if you fill out a questionnaire um, just because you're an ex convict, well, there's already a barrier, and you're already pinpointed as a um, minor population of the work workforce, so it all automatically questions the trust. Um, I know from from Honestburgers, what we've done is um, streamline the recruitment pro process for for anyone. Have um, you done that? Have we done that? Yeah, I think how we've done it is completely treated everyone fairly. Whether you're an ex convict, whether you um, have been homeless, or whether you're just Changing careers. The recruitment process is the recruitment process. Um, where you assess that person on on them and if they're the right opportunity at Honest Burgers. The way we um, set them up for success is the aftercare. So, yeah, you know, some people need um, a little bit more support um, inside work and outside work um, during their their return to, to work for the first six months, for example. Um you know, bringing, for example, someone, um, you know, who hasn't worked for the last 10 years, bring them into a full-time job where they're under pressure every single day. It's not setting up for success. Where you bring them in on part-time and offer them opportunities to integrate back into the workplace and offer support with, with, their, finan with, with their finances, maybe housing, um, you know, offer them different, different um, workshops to do within the workplace that set them up for or success because it's easing them back into the workplace. Um, but I think, you know, what we've seen and, and I speak to quite a few companies who, who are working with um, homeless and ex-offenders is things haven't worked out and then they've stopped supporting those charities. But actually, I think, you know, it's probably because they failed them rather than the, uh, the employee failing themselves. Is there anything you'd like to see change and adopted more widely, Natasha, in 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 future um yeah i think one of the things that we're focusing on at the moment is just uh, really assessing just based on core behaviors so we've been looking at using gamification um and also um cognitive neuroscience to be able to identify those core traits that make individuals really successful at what they do and actually what that's done is open up 
the talent pools that we've got essentially available to us. So um, it's a re-education piece really for us because um, a lot of our general managers that are responsible for their recruitment, they think that if somebody's worked in another Hilton hotel for a competitor, that that means that they're wonderful. But actually... Um, that isn't the case. So we're using technology now to really be able to drill down into what makes somebody in the service industry really successful. And I think we definitely need to see more of that. I think, I think a big piece in recruitment as well relates to that, um, but under unconscious bias. Um, and that comes from whether, well, whether it's referrals, whether it's uh, CV screening, whatever it might be, everyone has their unconscious biases, whether they, whether they like it or not. Um, and and that is the, probably one of the biggest challenges that we have in recruitment. Obviously, uh, AI and and machine learning and stuff is coming into play as a way of tackling that. But again, AI is not perfect yet. There's still some some interesting stories about how that's kind of failed quite spectacularly in some cases. But yeah, I think it's just that awareness that you can't just recruit a certain type. Um, you know, whether it's someone from the Hilton or someone from a competitive branded restaurant or someone that's not an offender or whatever it might be. There's a huge array of talent out there and it's just about opening up the channels and opening up the ways of, of getting them into your business. What's next for hire? What's going to happen? Do you have an announcement for us? <laughs> we might have a date. <laughs> we know the date, don't we? So it's going to be in April. Um, what are you doing in April? What's what's happening? We don't want to give away too much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to hold another event, obviously. Um, 2nd of April is the plan. And um, it'll be London again. So we are just in the works of finalising the details before we kind of make a big announcement. We've set people's expectations now, so we've got to go big. So, <laughs> yeah. We would like, I mean, uh, we would like to do something on on types of assessment um, because actually that will give us a, a real broad subject. Um, and there's so many um, amazing companies out there doing amazing things that might not actually be in hospitality now. So it might give an opportunity for them to come along and um, and show us what they could do. Um, so as an industry, we might benefit from it. Um, that's what we that's what we we've been talking about. Um, but the second of April works well because it's my birthday the next day. So it's like double <laughs> celebrations. Your last yeah. one was on my birthday. <laughs> you can just it was. party straight through into your birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, no, I think that's. That's the angle that we're that we're coming from at the moment, but they're still putting bits together, and we might be swayed to to something else as well. But watch this space. How do you see the project growing? How do you want it to to get bigger? How do you want it? What do you want to see happen? The big thing for us is the community angle. So the events are the fun bit. I think we all enjoyed organising the last one, um, first time, and like I say, it, it did go better than expected. Um, but the big thing for us is just building that community within hospitality that yes, people are going to have challenges and, and, and um, want to talk about those, but it's really about sharing those stories that are going to inspire people to try new things in their business and to, to think a little bit differently. Um, whether that's about the way that they recruit or the way that their business operates or the service providers that we use. Um, you know, surprisingly we've, we've had lots of interest from uh, tech companies and, and service providers that have got in touch, just asking if there's any way that they can support what we're trying to do, um, which again we weren't expecting, but you know it's it's great. Um, and but it's also opening our eyes to other other businesses that are out there as well that could benefit our people and our businesses and the the industry in general. So if we can use the events as a platform to, I guess, showcase some of these different approaches, great. Um, but the core of it for us is the community.
yeah, there's so many amazing people in our industry, um, and and ultimately, just we just want people to to be to be a part of it, um, help learn from each other, and and new ways together as well. I was going to say as well, the, one of the big parts, Ross, is you might have seen that we um, had our chosen charity. So all the ticket sales went to Calm. One of the important things for us as well is we want to use the platform um, and the community to be able to raise awareness of new charities. And, and, and I think we're going to have a different mm. charity each and every time we run a higher event, um, which is really important for us as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if we can learn something along the way, then uh, it's even better too. Brilliant. Thank you all for joining me today. It's been a really good discussion. And you've been great. So thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Cheers, mate. I'd like to thank Chad, Ollie and Natasha for joining me today. And I hope you found the conversation useful. Let us know what you think about the programme. You can follow us on Twitter at caterer.com. That's caterer, D-O-T-C-O-M. Likewise on Instagram. Be sure to check out our blog, which is blog.caterer.com. Search for us on LinkedIn too. Recruiting in Hospitality is recorded, edited and mixed at Offset Audio in London and is produced by Lorna Silvestri for Caterer.com. I'm Lance Hopner-Ryan. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.